Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, we are about two weeks into the season, is it, Sam? Um, yes. Yeah. Slow, I mean, wait, yes. Two, the fifth, wasn't it? Uh, something like that, yeah. And we're around two weeks into the season at the time of recording anyway. Um, I mean, hitters have like 40 or 50 player appearances. We're, that's about basically where we are. Um, and yeah, so I've, I thought we'll do a, a little podcast to kind of talk about storylines from the start of the season and um, specifically really what, what surprised us, if anything, it surprised us about the start of the season in terms of players and teams. Um, so did you have any, did you, did you have a list for this, Sam, or um, do you have any? I've got three players and one team. I've got? got one team and like four players. Okay. I think I've ended up going all sort of positive, like surprises. Yeah, you know so I, mean? I, I think partly because you can see positive earlier than you can see negative in a way. It, it does feel like that. Because I feel like if you, you know, for example, like, I mean, Mookie Betts is off to a bad start. I mean, this isn't one of mine on my list, it's negative. But Mookie Betts is off to a bad start. Um, and it's like, well, sometimes just great hit is just, a cold start of season, and then you'll turn around. Yeah, I'm like um, that with with the short spring as well. Is I'm very much just on the. I don't know. I just don't know if I care anyone's... about anything negative at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I just find it hard to believe in it. it. Even if it's like, oh yeah, they've they've swung a miss to every pitch. It might just be like, okay, well, I without going deep into their own like preseason prep. Or maybe they're a guy that like needs the whole of spring usually, and then they only got a tiny spring this year. And then it's just I I don't know. I mean, how can you possibly tell? Then, as you said, like you throw in just normal slumps. But I think there's underlying stuff that you can see, even a small sample that might not necessarily hold. Yeah. But if if you get something like really extreme, which like a couple of mine are pretty extreme, in kind of how surprising it is in a positive way it's like well that's like that doesn't necessarily happen to people who are not quite good if that makes sense yeah i think the thing is as well is you have to look deeper into numbers which a couple of mine i have a little bit and um yeah i mean we'll get onto that in a minute anyways you want, do you want to go for one of yours to start okay my surprise is the colorado rockies not being awful Okay, that that was my team as well. I think that's out of all of the like you just look at the team records. That's the one that stands out as surprising. I mean you have the Rangers are bad and some people might have expected the Rangers to not be bad after spending hundreds of billions, but I wasn't one of those people. Um and yeah, it's really it's the Rockies are the one that stands out, I think. Eight and four at the time of recording. Um what what have you got did you have any thoughts on that, Sam, on, on the uh, the Rockies not being awful? One thing that I thought was interesting was that, as you said, loads of the other like slight extremes in the standing so far are sort of what you'd expect. Usually, I swear other years at this point, we've had like, like we had the Mariners a few years ago, didn't we? That like they got on a really hot start, but no one thought they were going to be that good. And then they weren't good by like the All-Star yeah. break. These already look a bit kind of where you'd expect them-ish, a lot of the standings. Yeah, the teams, like you say, the teams that have had like a really good start or a really bad start. Or who you'd think would, like, that would happen to. Which I think it basically at this point is like if you're outside, you've got to be outside like 400 to 600. If you're out of that window, it's kind of an extreme 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like the Mets are good. I mean, they signed Max Scherzer. Seems like Lindor's back since like second half of last season. Like that's not surprising. Well, they also signed like half a new lineup yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, they like they should be good. Um, and then like the Reds are just bad, like really bad, and they're like trying to be bad. It seems like so. They got rid of all of their competent players apart from Joey Votto. Uh, yeah, much didn't they? I know they've got a couple of pitchers left, but like, yeah, uh, them being two and eleven is like. If you ask me to pick who might be two and eleven already. They would be in my top three teams, I think. Yeah, but I think the interesting thing is I may have gone for the Rockies similarly. Yeah, that's what's funny. I had, I had, they're like the one outlier there. It's like I would have had them as like vying for the, you know, down there with the Orioles scrapping out as the worst team in baseball. Um, but it seems, I mean, they could get to that point, but I mean, it's it seems like they might not. They might be better than that. CJ Cron is a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah, that, he's that's basically what, absolutely. That was my little note. Six Almost home runs, one point two OPS. Yeah, yeah, six home runs. But he's like he's hitting the ball that hard that you would expect him to hit that many home runs as well. It's just one of those like he is just actually hot. Sluggers like, just get like hot. this sometimes, don't they? Basically, they hit the ball constantly for home runs. Yeah, particularly if you play calls field, I imagine. But also, um, Connor I mean, Joe... he had pretty strong numbers last year as well, seen, actually. seen Connor Joe's numbers. I mean, and he's been a starter pretty much. He's second on the team in player appearances behind CJ Crom. San Francisco Giants legend, Connor Joe. Yeah. His OPS is over one at the moment. Curiously, he's that. the only other player with more than one home run so far as well in, like, small sample-sized yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I noticed that. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean... Obviously, that's going to change. They're going to hit a lot of bombs. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's CJ Gron having a 1.2 OPS is probably not particularly sustainable. Um, but that is, like, basically good. the reason why they've been, they've been good. Um, and, but I think the thing is, well, at this stage, is you look at who they've played against. So, basically, they, the opening series against the Dodgers, they won. That's that's kind of unexpected. Um, and then they played the Rangers and sweep them in a two-game series, I think. Which is like, as we were saying, not to expect the Rangers to be that good. But also, I might have had them a bit above the Rockies at the start of the year. So Yeah, and then Cubs and then Phillies. Um, yeah. Yeah, I which, mean... Cubs, Cubs and Phillies, though, I would have had as like middling teams this year. Both at home as well, I guess. You can throw that out there. Like, Well, the Rockies were at home, were they? Yeah, the Rockies were at home for both yeah. of those. They're now going on a seven-game road trip. They've got this weird yeah. thing where they'll be done playing the Phillies by the end of April. They now go on, yeah. They're on the road in Detroit and then on the road in Philadelphia. That happens a lot. I think the, um, like the Giants have something similar with the Nationals. This could actually, they could roll for a while here. Tigers, Phillies, Reds, Nationals, Diamondbacks. Oh. They might actually, they might actually get up to a really good start. I mean, it, that means there's a lot of pain coming later on. Yeah. yeah I, I just scrolled down like, just, I, so they play the Giants a couple of times after that. And then I just scrolled down in June. They go Braves, Giants, Padres, Cleveland, Padres. Uh, and then... 
Miami, Minnesota on the road, but then Dodgers. Um, yes, they they the thing is with that is they've they basically don't want to have to play the division a lot, do they? Which obviously they do, and they haven't done that that much so far. They've just played the Dodgers and happened to beat them. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of tough games to come. I think that's part of the reason why I had them so low, to be honest. Like in my mind, in terms of their record. Is the division, which like it hasn't been a factor yet, as you say, apart from playing the Dodgers once. Um, it's when they haven't put, started to play the Dodge, Dodgers and the Padres and the Giants just like solidly for a month. Um, they would might not. They go four not and so twenty good. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's still surprising. It's still, you know, valid for this list. Yeah. What? So what? Um, have you got any other teams on there? I don't have any other teams, no. No one else was that surprised. Although, I mean, I could mention, actually, like, when looking at it, I've not looked into their record, actually, but the Twins being 5-8, and eight, I mean, that's not that bad. So it's not, this stage of the season, that's not enough of an outlier, really. I didn't expect them to be that good, either. That's the one thing I'll go with that. No. I mean, it's slightly surprising. They seem to just... I mean, they also played, like, the Dodgers... They got thrashed by the Dodgers a couple of times, got thrashed by the Red Sox a couple of times. Yeah, Correa only lost not two games to, to the Royals. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, doesn't, better, it doesn't feel that, like Maybe much. not a lot better. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was a sub 500 team and then you get into like one game swings there and they're six and seven. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think they could be that sort of team this year. So yeah, it's but not not really quite enough to get them in terms of it, like it being that surprising, really. Um, so players, I just I thought I would just might as well go with the obvious one. I put Stephen Kwan just because, you know, I mean that was surprising. The I absolute fear five hundred of picking surprising baseball players this season it is but i thought really i mean i know it's the obvious one but also it's kind of stupid if we do this podcast and not mention it um um just because i basically hadn't heard of him like as a prospect before this he's got 1.1 war already that's really silly that's really really silly um but yeah that that, this is definitely not sustainable we're going to talk about that if we're going to Mention that as well, because um, one point one more in forty-seven player appearances. No, yeah. probably not. Yeah, um, and also he doesn't actually hit for any power, um, which is like this kind of puts quite a ceiling on how good you can be um, without hitting for any power. But yeah, it's kind of, it was a it's a nice story, isn't it? Is the, he, he had some power in the minors last year. Did he? Five two seven slugging. What was his average though? Three two eight. It's not that much power. Okay. Yeah. Um. Twelve home runs in seventy seven games. Fifteen doubles in seventy seven games. It's not. That's some power, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. But more I, walks I think strikeouts. he's kind of expected to be more of a. Yeah. I think the more walks and strikeouts thing is basically the thing. That's like who he is as a player, I think, isn't it? It's like the play discipline, and the, which is modern baseball for you, really. And then you just get get a little bit of power, and it's like that's a really solid solid player. Probably more than that, maybe. 
Yeah, well, um, if you but, if you walk more than you strike out and you can hit yeah. like eighteen home runs or something, I I feel like that's a very underrated in terms of like these milestones that you like talk about, like in season milestones and stuff. It's like you know, what, like forty home runs or two hundred hits or whatever. I feel like that's one that doesn't get talked about enough. When someone has a season where they walk more than they strike out, I feel yeah. like that should be like the new thing. And he's he's walking three times more than he strikes out so far this year. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Don't quite expect to continue. But yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I just, just completely out of nowhere. And like, I mean, he's, I guess he's got a good start for um, Rookie of the Year. It's also, I don't think it's cool that when this happens to someone at the start of the season. Yeah, because then you you see it in all the numbers. Yeah. Whereas like, if this happened in like June, it would just be like watered down by all the stuff he'd done before. Or even if it was he came up in June and it started happening, it just wouldn't be the same sort of... Like you'd see the old tweet yeah. about no one started their career without swing and missing on whatever it was and like reaching base. Was it 8 out of 11 of his first play appearances he got to base something crazy? Um, but like, if that happens, it, it just—it's not in all the like new season excitement. I think it it like gets lost in the middle of the season stuff as well a bit, and it's a, a lot smaller story than it has yeah. been. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like it though. As a, like the style of that style of hitter, I just love that. The you know, basically, he's the ultimate of like the, this modern baseball of kind of what the Giants and the Dodgers have ended up doing it's basically just going for guys that just have good at-bats like control the strike zone seems like he's like the ultimate of that kind of player um potentially which i mean that's good isn't it because i feel like that kind of thing is usually um more sustainable i mean not obviously not to this level but year on year rather than just like someone just has a surge of power and it's a load of bombs yeah, and just go away. Whereas with this, it's like that is just he's just being like a solid baseball player. That um, you know, it's like it. it I mean, it, even though it's like ridiculous, like more than it could possibly continue. His numbers so far, it does. It is also kind of like, oh wait, they've they've now like they've got an outfielder like this guy. Even if he's not going anywhere near that good, it's like. He's he's something, isn't he? He's going to be an outfielder for them for the next couple of years. It's time yeah. of the game, so well, he should be. Yeah, unless unless they trade him because that's that's just what they do, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was never even a top one hundred prospect on any of the lists. Yeah, even if his career doesn't come, to, it's cool for people to have that like their moment as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fun for people to have that moment. I don't like, uh, like it's hard to dislike that sort of story. I think at this time of the season. Yeah. So have you got? A, do you want to go one of your players that are a bit less mainstream? This is. Uh, I don't know. This is. I mean, this is actually more mainstream. Is um, it? How? No, you you'll see. Um, so <sighs> it feels slightly weird to say this is surprising. But when someone comes back from Tommy John surgery and they're 39 years old... Is this Justin Verlander? Yeah. Oh, I've got on my list as well. 
This is the problem with these things. We do these lists beforehand we start doing uh, to see you know, so we can have like a natural conversation about it. We end up writing a style the same things. I, so this one, it is really obvious, but like saying a Hall of Famer and a former, a two-time Cy Young winner even, and all of this, like saying that he's good yeah. is surprising. But I mean, this good, this like no rust to like work through. His velocity is up around where it was before the injury. Yeah, um, I, I just thought he was done or at the very least, like maybe he'll come back and just be like an average starter, like lower velocity at that age with that injury. But it's just absurd, isn't it? It's like, don't know, it feels like it just doesn't happen. He's just a monster. I mean, because I guess the thing is he basically had that little bit in Detroit where I was like, oh, maybe he's just, he's a little bit above average now and he's old. Yeah. And then he went to Houston and he was second in Cy Young and then won the Cy Young. Struck out 300 guys in 2019. Then his arm blows up and you think, oh, sure, he can't, he can't have another sort of comeback. And I mean, it's only two starts, but it's one of those things where like, well, he looks like Justin Verlander again. And um, yeah. it's hard to believe otherwise, isn't it? He's like, oh, okay, th- maybe, maybe he just is. I think the other thing as well, with, with that kind of thing, like this small sample of like those two starts of like whatever he's, what did he do in those two starts? They were really good, weren't they? Like ridiculous. He had eight shutout. I think it was against the Mariners. Eight shutout with a million strikeouts, something. Yeah. So, yeah, for example, it's like even though it's small sample, like the most of the pitchers in the majors won't have a star that good all year. So the fact yeah. he's already had one is kind of a significant thing, I think. He struck loads of guys out, didn't he? And had a low pitch count doing it. And it's like, okay, that's... That's not normal. There's only like yeah. a handful of pitchers in the league who are going to, yeah, like you said, get close to that kind of thing. Um, he's basically a freak, and he has been throughout his career. Um, he, he's passed the 3,000 inning mark as well oh, this really? season. Bollocks, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I thought it would be kind of unfair to not include him because he's been so obscenely good straight away. And it, if he'd come back and he'd been throwing at the same sort of like velocity, but he'd he'd had a couple of like shortish starts and not looked like completely amazing and his command was a bit off. You'd be like, oh well he needs a bit of time to get going again. It's ages since he's actually pitched in a major league game. And he's not even needed that really. Just sort of come yeah. straight into it off a short spring and like, oh, he's back. It's exactly as he was before. What the hell? Yeah, it is just absolutely outrageous. Um, yeah, I don't have got there's much more to say on that, so I will. I'm going to throw one of mine in. Here. Um, okay. Cody I've Bellinger, only... I've I've put. I haven't got Cody Bellinger. I've only got no, two I, more. This is kind of an. Um, well, it's a weird one. This because I've looked into his numbers as well. So he basically was terrible last year. And then he was t- completely overmatched in spring training as well. And like just how, like 300 OPS bad in spring training. Um, and after last year, it kind of just like, well, there's something wrong here. Like, is, is he just done or what? He's just like forgot how to play baseball. Like his eye's gone or something. And so far, he's gone 8, 8, 9 OPS in the regular season this year. Um, so he's just like, he's productive again. Um, somehow. But I've looked at his numbers. You know, stuff like um, Fangraphs. 
uh, like O swing, I think is always like a good indicator, like chase rate. So he was 2017 to 2020. I mean, 2020, he was like good, not great, but it, it was similar numbers. It went up a bit, actually, 2020. But he was like, you know, mid to high 20s on chase rate. Uh, 2021, up to 35%. And so far this year, he's also at 35%. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, that's only one aspect of probably all of those problems, probably a lot more to it than that as well. If you look deeper into these numbers, but basically that one indicator is like, okay, um, he's not gone back to who he was before. He is just, he's got like the same, in terms of like all his discipline numbers are like basically exactly the same as last year. Um, but I guess he's just got lucky maybe to start the year so it's kind of a kind of a weird one I'm su I was surprised that he he is um he's actually got good numbers and then you look at it and it's like oh wait maybe maybe it's fake maybe that's a, maybe it's actually a fluke yeah because I a situation where it's like he, he he's meant to be a good player but the, in this case he's he's only being a good player out of it being a fluke maybe He's one where, yeah, you need a long time to really believe in it again, I think. Because I'm just looking at, I saw his barrel rate here. Oh, 68 percentile. That's quite good. And then you look at it, and at this point, he's got three barrels. Is all that, that's useless. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, he this... had 16 barrels in the whole of last year after having 59 in 2019. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely someone that falls into like, he needs like two months. So you, some yeah. of this stuff can like play through a little bit, and then we get an idea. But that kind of thing about how much he's still chasing, yeah, like, that's yeah, that has to change. His chase not. rate is twenty sixth percentile so far. Yeah, and when he was good, it was quite a lot better than that. I think he was probably. I mean, every now, imagine around average. It's um, just hard to be that good if you chase that much, isn't it? That's basically the yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sort of a surprise. And then you look into it, and it's like, okay, it's not. This one definitely is. I've I've got it for you actually. Meaningful. Chase rate in 2019 was 23.7. 2018 it was 24.4. 2021 30.7, and it's 32 percent so far this year. Okay, that must be that must be a bit different to O swing. Maybe I'm. Um, yeah, it's close. The numbers are close to the O-swing numbers. But... He's swinging at the first pitch a lot this year. Um, apparently, I mean, if that means anything, am I just... There's such small numbers at this point. I mean, he just might have got a load of good first pitches. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I do, it's, that's, that kind of thing is hard to tell, isn't it? But, um Yeah. Um, anyway, on to the next one. If you, you've, what, if, did you have one more or two more? Uh, I've got two, sorry, I just got lost. Even so far this year, his expected home runs is 1.2 and he's got two home runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just, yeah. That, that's the kind of ridiculous small sample size stuff. Um, which really, all of this stuff we're talking about is ridiculous small sample size stuff. But, um, it's very hard to tell if there's anything meaningful out of it. Yeah. These are both small sample sizes, obviously, but I think there's more to it 
um, longer term. Do you want the hitter or the pitcher? Oh, um, give me the, the pitcher. I've got Kyle Wright. Okay, yeah, I've seen he's been really good. Because this is one of those interesting guys where he was meant to be good for a long time, and then he wasn't just not good. He was, like, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, like, couldn't stay in the majors level of bad when he's been pitching previously. Uh, his career FIP, even including the strong start to this year, is 5.79. He's 0.87 through two starts this year. He's suddenly striking guys out. All of like the underlying numbers are positive as well. The biggest thing here is he has gone from throwing his curveball 14.3% to a third of his pitches are now the curve. His changeup has gone from 7% to 17%. He's throwing the fastball a little, a bit less, but the fastball is now 1.4 miles an hour faster. Oh, that's going to help. Uh, that's only on a small sample from last year of his fastball. Um, but he's basically, yeah, he's at 95 miles an hour. He's never thrown an average at 95 miles an hour for a season. Um, he's throwing, people basically can't touch the curveball. X Wober of what, 1.53 on that so far this year. Um, and that's at 84 miles an hour, apparently. And it was 80.6 last year. Um, like, there's there's some more velocity that's appeared here. And he's really changed his pitch mix. So in the increase in the curve and the change, the slider has basically been put away. And the sinker has dropped off, like, a meaningful amount that's, so far. Yeah, that's when it's always, um, like helpful as well isn't it well when it, when it seems real is when there's like an underlying change somewhere i think yeah he's getting more movement on the change up as well and like there's basically a chance that this car right that's pitching in 2022 is of absolutely no relation to the guy that's pit that we've seen before like his pitch mix is different and he's throwing at different speeds and has different pitches sort of thing yeah it's like just a different guy now yeah um, yeah, and that's that's also the team that is trying to defend the World Series might have that guy just like appear, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, that yeah. I guess that's the thing of having all these. Um, the one they had that amazing farm system. He was part of. They had like six or seven pitches in the top one hundred or something at one point, um, which some of them have obviously come through. Like um, Soroka and Freed were part of that group. Some of them just haven't worked out at all. And then Carl Wright sort of hung around. And if you just hold on to those guys long enough, some of the time it will just work out. It'll work out in the end. Yeah, some of them just take time, don't they? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of pitches that you could go for. I mean, I guess because for starters, well, it's like ultra-small sample size if they had like a couple of starts. Um, but I will throw in one of my pitches, well, my, my pitcher left on Can the I list. Can I just add one thing quickly that I've just found while checking out some of those other guys in that group? Yeah, go on. One of them was uh, Colby Allard, who was 24th before the 2018 season with Baseball Prospectus. And it's just caught my eye and opened his page. He's had two appearances this season, and he's got a 19.29 ERA. What? Where is he? In 2.1 innings. He's at Texas. Oh, dear. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt like, that. But I just Lewis Gahara was one of the guys in that as well. Just, I don't know what happened to him. Something happened, didn't it? And then 
Remember him? Yeah. Was he ill? We're going down a bit of a, Ill. a brave rebuild rabbit hole here. It shows that you can basically not have too many prospects there, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Luis Gahara. Pitched some innings in 2017 and 2018 in the majors when he was 20 and 21. Um, not particularly good innings. Gave up a lot of hits. Um, uh, it was it was family stuff. Looks like his dad died. That's what happened with Kahara around. Oh, right. Like, yeah, sounds like basically his life was, um, yeah, not good for a while. And he's he's looked like he stopped playing baseball as far as I can tell. Yeah, former yeah. baseball pitcher. Well, that's oh. sad. Released by the Angels in 2020. Yeah, because he was actually he was one of those guys that was right up there as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, top 50 on the pipeline list pre-2018. Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, back to this season. So far. Um, and I I wrote down on my list out of the random pictures on that, pictures on that I picked um, Pablo Lopez out. Um, just because of I mean, he's had a really, really good start to the season. Given up one earned run in three starts, 17.1 innings. Um, I think he, he was good last year, wasn't he, as well? Um, but So it's not that surprising that he's good, uh, really. So I don't really know. Maybe, maybe this isn't that much of a surprise, given that, you know, and you could just have a really good start of the season. But um, also, he's, so he did that against... The Giants, the Phillies, and the Cardinals. So they weren't like easy matchups. Those are three teams that are meant to have really good offenses this year, um, and just like completely shut them down. Yeah, um, that always feels more meaningful, doesn't it? Yeah, because that's uh, something you have to deal with with this as well, isn't it? Particularly with pitchers, like if they yeah. just happen to have faced like what you're expecting to be the two worst offenses in baseball. Yeah. There's a certain pinch of salt that has to come with that. Yeah. Um, but, Andy, yeah, he's just... I think generally as well, I mean, I ended up picking him out because, like, the Marlins rotation as well is just... I just want to make a point that they are... They might be really, really good this year. Not quite good last year, but... Um, like Lozardo had a, like an amazing, like really great first start. He's like striking loads of batters out. Not such a good second start, but um, you know he's he's going to be a piece of their rotation. That just he seemed like he just wasn't going to work out after being like the top like left-handed pitching prospect a couple of years ago. And um, but yeah, so it seems like they've fixed him. You got Trevor Rogers, who was great last year. Not started great this year though. But he's. he's I was going to mention Rogers as an example of what we started the podcast on though. Is he's one of those that's like, well, he yeah. was awesome last year as a rookie, and he started this year pretty badly, and then it's just like, I, I don't know, I, don't, I just don't, I'm not that interested in, yeah, bad in like wait a bit. starts as well. So like the ERA looks really ridiculous because he, yeah, you, they're like with the limited pitch counts, people aren't even getting like that extra couple of innings to like chip away at their ERA. It's just oh, you just come out now, throw twenty in this inning, you're done. Um, 
yeah, like that that rotation's going to be filthy, isn't it? I think. Yeah, and I think they've got um, what Max Meyer in the minors who might come up at some point. Yeah, there was slot in there as well, and it's yeah they've got. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of pitching depth, and it's all very young and potentially very good. Um, so yeah, that's, you feel like when teams are in that position, that's they are kind of set up pretty well to like start being competitive soon. If they're not going to be this year, it's like you you basically just need to sign like a couple of hitters in free agency or like a couple of your hitters to break out and then it's like you've now got a good team once you've got like a rotation there. Yeah, um, it feels like a good way to do it, doesn't it? In a yeah. way. I'm not sure I'd love it because I'm so scared of pitchers getting injuries if I was in charge. But like, if you do... I, you, I think you have to have the depth as well is the thing. I also, like we were saying with the Braves, it's like they had it where they just had way too many, all these guys that were like, oh yeah, in a couple of years, all of them could be like at least mid-rotation starters. Yeah. It's like okay, a couple of them don't work out, but then it's like they've still got Soroka, Freed, and then now Carl Wright's good. And it's like, okay, they've got like three guys cheap under team control that are like, Good starting pitches. Yeah, I also I think if you we're not getting into like the really long contracts, it feels safer paying a free agent hitter for like three years, and you can be yeah. like relatively confident in what they're going to be. Whereas with pitchers, obviously you've got the injury risk, and just like sometimes the pitcher goes to a team and it's a disaster. Yeah. If you can get that kind of foundation of knowing you've got a rotation. That's that's a pretty good start, basically, isn't it? That's a good start to being a good baseball team. It's not that complicated, I suppose. Yeah, it is, and and also like they, you know, they could even improve some of these guys with the ages they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is. Um, yeah. So, okay, if you, if you believe you've got one more, have you? Yeah, I've got, I've got Seiya Suzuki. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's fair enough. Which I don't think is necessarily that big a surprise to some people, but I was a bit sceptical. Um, and it's one of those where, like, he's been so extreme in how good he's been, like, walking a ton, absolutely crushing the ball, not chasing it. Yeah, it's the, it's the play discipline, isn't it, I think? I didn't, I maybe, if people knew more about Sarah Suzuki, like, you would have known that, but I didn't realise that he was going to necessarily be that kind of guy to that degree. Yeah, he's not necessarily going to have Mike Trout. It's one of those where it's like, this is small sample, but it's you don't get guys with bad plate discipline or who are like really overmatched walking that much over almost any period. Like we said no. before, it's, like you, it's almost like a constant you have with hitters, roughly, isn't it? Their walk rate is they walk a certain yeah. amount. And he's walking a lot to start. Oh, well, that's good. And he seems to be able to hit major league pitching really, really hard. As we've seen with lots of people, like they just can't hit major league pitching that hard. To show you've got that power and that discipline, like that gives you, he's not going to be a bad hitter. Is basically that like downside yeah. is gone, and there's a chance there's like crazy upside. Um, the one thing is that like the bad fielding metrics to start. Are... Oh yeah, maybe not so positive maybe that's where the nldh helps yeah it like maybe not straight away but in like a year or two 
Yeah, um, th- then you do get into he needs to be a really like top tier hitter, I suppose. Yeah. But I yeah, I just I think that's exciting, and I, it's also cool to see a franchise rewarded for what the Cubs did with their spending on Suzuki. Yeah, well, Stroman's they, they had a bit of a rough went, start, but yeah, they went like we're going. Well, they traded people, but instead of them being like we're just going to have no payroll, they actually signed some free, free agents, didn't they? Yeah, the and ones. they may well be really bad this year. They might not. I don't know, yeah. but they've got something to be like excited about. Like Suzuki has a little bit of upside where it could be like, he's a proper star that people want to watch, even if his team sucks. And Strowman's always like an entertaining pitcher to have every fifth day. So it's just quite nice to see a franchise that's rebuilding, not be in this like complete state of hopelessness. Cause there's been quite a lot of that over the last few years. When, like you said, when teams do the trading pieces away, it goes yeah. like it's so depressing for like three plus years sometimes. There's just like no nothing to really be interested in. Yeah. Yeah, it's I yeah, I'm glad that's sort of working out as well. So it's nice like just a, another like good player coming out. When these international players come over as well, it's sort of a like a bonus, isn't it? It's like a bonus, like another exciting player in the league. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That sort of has sort of come out of nowhere. Um, unless you f- follow Japanese baseball, obviously, probably didn't come out of nowhere then. Um, no, no, I guess that did very much come from somewhere in that case. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I guess yeah, it's kind of my failing for not knowing maybe more about him. But there's always a question mark about the the transfer yeah. into the majors, isn't there? Or yeah, for um, international hitters. And, well, and pitchers, but I, I would say that I think with Japan, it, like the history of Japanese players coming over, it generally translates a lot better. Than, like, Korea. yeah, but there's also just not that many people that have done it. No, I looked into this when we were talking some of the free agent stuff in the off season. It was like, yeah, quite a lot of these guys have been successes, but some of them are like ages ago, like pitchers like are throwing way harder than they were then, and that's obviously the same in Japan as well. But you just get into this, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've got enough here to really have a yeah. strong read either way. You kind of need to see it to believe it is how I felt with it. And yeah, we're now seeing it, I suppose, is the thing. Yeah, I guess you had like Atani, obviously, recently. And who was there before that? Yeah, and also, I mean, Atani's not really a human, is he? So it's kind of difficult to use that as like a, a measuring stick of anything. Yeah, but I mean, I get he didn't he... Didn't Suzuki have like similarly crazy numbers? Yeah, he was. Great. He was really great in Japan. Um, yeah, like OPS over one a lot of years. Last few years. Yeah, that'll um, get it done, won't it? That'll get it done. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think we have. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah, we've we've finished. Um, we've covered all of baseball there. We've completed yeah. it. Yeah, little just a little little uh, check in at the uh, you know start of the season, um, and basically as we go in get into the season, you'll actually be able to take some of these things more seriously. As we've uh, said, it's like you know like the, these guys that have been great. You know, J- Justin Verlander gives up five runs in the first inning next week. Is then it's like okay maybe. Maybe it was just two starts. Maybe he's done now. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it can change, like their numbers, their stat lines, everyone's stat lines can just change ridiculously quickly at the moment. Can't they? There's one good or one bad start or game. I feel so bad for the relievers who gave up like a three run home run. Yeah. Already. It's like, yeah, they're, they're wait, they've got to work, like be good until June to fix that. Yeah. Brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right then. So we will, uh, we'll do it again soon. Although something a bit slightly different. Talk about baseball. Um, but yeah, everyone look at the website. And also, actually, this podcast is now on Audible and Facebook podcasts on our Facebook page, um, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it was before. Basically, anywhere you like to podcasts, you can find us and subscribe and leave five-star reviews as well. Yeah, none of those other reviews, though. Yeah. Only five stars, please. So goodbye. Bye. Bye.